Howdy, everybody. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Empowered Wellness Podcast. We are your hosts. My name is Dr. Arlianne Scott, owner and physical therapist with Artistry in Motion, physical therapy and wellness. <laughs> and this is Dasha. Dasha Mays Trains, LLC, full-time personal trainer, yoga instructor, uh, inversion stuff etc etc nutrition coach yeah meal planning i do meal planning yoga extraordinaire that's right um overall badass what else do i do <laughs> eat sleep <laughs> you know hygiene the rest <laughs> so today is our first meeting of the minds episode jedi mind tricks that's right yes yeah. so you're welcome in advance. We are spicing things up. You're welcome in advance. <laughs> we are incorporating one-on-one -on -one chats with just the two of us because we're pretty cool and who wouldn't want to listen to us chat? Damn right. I agree with that. <laughs> just kidding. It's also Friday and usually Fridays <laughs> is at the end of our poor little candle. It's totally dead. So we're kind of delusional. <laughs> I already have the giggles. And I five know. Minutes in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right professional so, professional so we want to talk about really anything during these one-on-ones especially mm -hmm. so if you'll have specific questions please let us know dm us um if you catch us in person let us know in person um <clears throat> we want to bring valuable content to you all and we are professionals in our respective fields right. so we are happy to share our knowledge and if we don't know the answer we're happy to uh look for the answer or share what we do know or and what we don't know about it we will be a uh, hundred percent transparent on that um so do send us questions but since today is our first episode with this format we're just gonna um fast fire away here yeah um so with that um how many months in are we in 2022 right now? Where are we? February? It's almost March. Jeez dude. Louise, dude. On Tuesday. Guess what? What? Guess what March 1st is? What is it? It's Arlie Ann's one-year anniversary of Artistry in Motion. Aww. It's my one-year anniversary. How exciting. Of my baby. What are you going to do? Actually, Marcus and I, my husband, for those who don't know, um, we are going out to celebrate tomorrow Aww. where we don't know. Oh, cutie. <laughs> you guys should go to level five. Have you been there? I haven't even heard of that. What is um, that? It's, on Choc er, it's in Chaco, that hotel, right uh -huh. next to Sawmill. Ooh, they we have a beautiful there. little like bar up there and you can do um like appetizers and full course meals i think and we might do that we talked about sawmill but we've been there and we want to try something different so it's really fancy it's really pretty okay. it's really pretty we might do that thanks yeah. for the recommendation yeah they have good stuff over there <clears throat> well congratulations that's awesome thanks. that's really cool that's really cool and you're picking up i feel like you're getting yeah. pretty busy it's right getting busy yeah so thank you all. I know I have some clients who listen to this, so thank you. You all mean the world to me. Yeah. And I know Dasha feels the same about her clients. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I love all of my people, all of my little athletes. It's so fun to be involved with that, to see the Super progress fun. and all that. Yeah. To see the progress, to see them learn. I feel like both of us use a large educational teaching component. It's not just about moving. It's about teaching and mm -hmm. instilling resources for them to use long-term. Mm -hmm. Long-term. Long. 
term keyword yes. long term yes to let them go about their way later on in life and then continue to do what you've taught them i think exactly. is the mission right faux show i would think i don't know <laughs> um so how are you feeling how are you how are you this second i'm a a little tired but i'm good that's a good kind of tired i like to describe owning and operating my practice as like working out where during it it's exhausting and there are times where you feel like you're gonna pass out but then at the end, you feel really good and you're energized and the rest of the day is an awesome day because you started it off right. That's kind of how I feel about running a business. It's hard, but it's super fulfilling. I agree with that 100%. I'm going to have to say, even like with all the obstacles and I don't even know, <laughs> all the extra stuff that sometimes I never thought that I would be doing. Yeah. I do. And it's, it's just so gratifying regardless, you know. Um, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. But, yeah, 100% I feel that. It's owning your own business is um, no joke, really. I yeah. mean, you got to be doing it almost every day. <coughs> Basically. At least something. Yeah. Almost every day to keep going, you know. Yes. I never, I don't know. I mean, I always, you know, I would always listen to like podcasts or watch YouTube videos of these super successful people saying this kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> for sure. And now I'm like, woohoo, okay, pump it. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me breathe for a bit. But I love it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I agree. For sure. Or, how, how are you doing, Dasha? I'm good. I'm going to be on the same boat. I'm a little fatigued. Um, I drank a lot of coffee today, which is good, maybe. And, um, good. It's just like the, you know, it's the end of the week and my peak is down a little bit. And so, you know, for the weekend we kind of, or I go into a restorative mm -hmm. phase or I try to anyways, as much as possible, um, do some stuff that I like to do and catch up on some stuff and all of that. But all in all, man, I mean, it's. It's not a super internal tired. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a surface tired. Like yeah. I probably just need to sleep for 20 hours and then I'll be good. I you feel know? you. Yeah. Yeah. So both of us, I think right now are kind of on the same page. End of the week, we are tired. Mm -hmm. um, and I know we have clients who sometimes are in the same boat where they show up, but they're not really all there just because it's been a rough day for whatever reason, a rough week. Mm. Um, so maybe we should we can elaborate on that kind of how we coach our clients with coping with that and working through it and still um still benefiting from working out or doing a physical therapy session whatever the case is mm. and some tools that maybe we can share with our listeners that we find helpful for our clients in those situations 100 percent um I have clients who come to me regularly, at least two or three times a week. So I can definitely see them too on Mondays. They're like ready to go. So obviously that's when I do leg day, the hardest day <laughs> for them. And then, you know, towards the end of the week, you see it in their eyes. They're like, okay, like I'm good, but I'm, I'm ready for, to not move for a little bit or to have you tell me what to do, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and I think when that happens, not only am I there to push them through it, but number two, I definitely let them know that 
it's okay to rest and it's okay to sit and do nothing and to surrender. And I say that to them, but to me, when I do that, it's very hard. It's very hard for me to do. Um, and so I work on it as much as, as much as I tell my clients to work on it. Um, I also tell them to eat well, um, eat wholesome foods and to drink water, take magnesium, take electrolytes, um, But calcium. not too much magnesium because then you'll get disaster pants. Yes. <laughs> Don't do the citrate kind because you'll get the rhea. <laughs> um, but you sleep well. <laughs> um, yeah, just to kind of take it easy, you know? <laughs> we're not in a sprint right now we're just chilling exactly Life is good it's a marathon not a sprint yeah what do you tell your clients or your patients so i actually i had a couple of folks today who are kind of in a similar situation where they just had a rough day or a rough week things it was more of an outlier week or day and i fully encourage my clients to share that information with me um and and i whether it's you just share a little bit, you share a lot of it, whatever you feel like you need to get off your plate, just talking goes a long way. Yeah. But it's important um, for me as, as a healthcare provider to be able to have that 10,000 foot view of what's going on. Absolutely. Because if I don't, if they don't feel comfortable sharing information that they may not think is important to their physical being, then if I see that maybe we're, we're plateaued or maybe we're even regressing, I'm able to address that more effectively if I have, again, that 10,000-foot view of what's going on emotionally, if it's been a rough day, whatever the case is. Hmm. Um, so I try to communicate that with my clients from the get-go that... I want to know how you're doing, not just superficially of, hey, how's your day? But how are you doing? And so I think that's super important for both of our fields, knowing how our our folks are doing, because it influences them physically. Oh, 100%. 100%. It allows them to either progress or it allows them to, you know, stay there or not feel focused or, you know, like if they don't feel safe around you to do those weird or difficult moves or, you know, even just, you know, trigger whatever it is in their mind. I mean, are you really good at what you do? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. I don't exactly. know. I mean, that's yeah. how I see it in personal training. Yeah. It's just like, if people don't feel safe around you, <clears throat> especially in a super vulnerable situation, um, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And I think on that note too, it's important to talk about taking a subjective approach. I think sometimes for health and wellness, it can be so objective, especially for people who maybe have more of a mechanical way of thinking. Yeah. Like I, I was able to lift, um, I don't know, 120 pounds, whatever the case is, or do X amount of reps and sets. And I've done this before. So why can't I do it today? And I think taking more of a subjective approach of, well, I'm not feeling a hundred percent today. Um, maybe I'm going through something more in my personal life. I'm more stressed today. That all goes in, goes into play when it comes to our physical being. So I think us being able to communicate that with our clients is super important. Clients knowing that they need to share that information with us and not just brush it off as, oh, I'm okay today. Amen. I cannot agree any more to that. Um, and I'm going to just speak with my own experience because that's all I know (laughs) is with my lifts, it's the same thing. Um, you know, like, you know, two or three weeks ago, I was able to lift so well, like such good mechanical form, all of this great stuff. Um, 
heavyish weight and then you know these these last two weeks my emotional depth and all of that fun stuff is just kind of like coming up to the surface to sort itself out how so you know it's it's I get angry (laughs) it's mainly what happens and there's always stuff underneath that but um I notice that when my anger comes up or any kind of emotion comes up. It's mainly anger. (laughs) When it comes up, um, I do horrible on my lips. I do horrible. And then I get mad at myself and it's like, yo, you know, it's okay. And it's okay to back off and just listen to why you're getting angry. What Mm -hmm. are those deeper emotional connections to it? Like, you know, um, obviously sometimes it's easier said than done, but a hundred percent. I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent for sure. Yeah. And just to give yourself a hug, you know, give yourself a hug when you get angry, you know, you fuck up a lift, who cares? It's not the end of the world. Nobody's going to judge you for it. Everyone fucks up a lift. Everyone fucks everything up. You know, (laughs) it's inevitable. People just do stuff thinking that it's going to be good or with the best intention. And sometimes it doesn't turn out that way. And that's okay too. You know, that's okay too. So, um, I can, we just, we like to get in a, in the way of ourselves a lot of the time. And then not only that, we get in the way, but then we, we get in the way and then we just like say such hurtful and hateful things to ourselves. That we wouldn't say to anybody else. Yeah. Like, why do we do that? I mean, I know, I don't know. It's just weird. I mean, I know a lot of people are like their worst enemies and I know we say a lot of stuff badly about ourselves, but. It's interesting. It really is interesting how we how we communicate to our ourselves, you know. But yeah, so my lips have been uh, piss poor this week, which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just kidding. It's just fine. just this week, <laughs> it'll they'll be better next yeah. week. Actually, today was not bad. I was pretty okay with it. Have you ever? Okay, let me ask you this question. You know, like when you're you know, you're doing your business or whatever, you're doing your lifts and like, there's just, you know, months or something where you're like, yeah, like I feel pretty good about this. Like I'm good at what I do. Like this is good. And then there's like a week or something to where you're like, wait, what am I doing here? (laughs) Like, why am I, what, (laughs) why did I start this? Like, am I really good at what I do? I don't know anything. (laughs) You know what I mean? Do you ever have that? Yes. Oh man. It does happen. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one then. I think everybody, no matter what profession they're in, should experience that occasionally because it makes you grow. Yeah. If you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. It's always interesting, too, because it's like when those weeks happen to where you're like, wait, what am I doing? I know nothing. There is, like you're saying, there is that like big growth part, and that kind of like lifts you back up. It's really interesting how that works, honestly. I've noticed that. I'm like, fuck, man, I do. I'm doing really bad. And then two weeks later, I'm like, all right, let's go. (laughs) You know? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I agree. Um, How's how's, uh, the whole CrossFit life going for you? Drinking the juice, huh? I am drinking the juice. Orange juice. Yes. The pulp. Shout out to CrossFit Albuquerque. Yeah. Um, I am officially a member there, and it's a lot of fun. I did CrossFit for a very short period before grad school. Okay. Um, but this was many years ago now. Um, but it's a lot of fun. I love changing things up 
And we're going to interview Aaron, who's the owner of CrossFit Albuquerque here in a couple weeks. Um, so I won't elaborate too much on on them and what they do, but it's been really fun from a personal perspective. I really like mixing my workups, workouts up. <laughs> it's Friday. I feel you. <laughs> um, and what's ironic is that, especially as a physical therapist, I've been so regimented with my own programming. And what I mean by that, like I, I mix things up, but it's always like I have a very specific focus and my focus for my own programming has always been injury prevention and translate that to one longevity and then to dance and figure skating since I do those recreationally. Mm. And so it's been, I don't want to say it's been hard handing that off to someone else, but that's why I, I've never done any form of um, group fitness or handed off my normal programming to a trainer on a consistent basis. I like doing drop-ins. I've basically all my adult life have done periodic drop-ins. Um, again, just cause I like mix, mixing things up. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time where the bulk of my routine exercise is handed off to someone else. So it's a little scary. Yeah. How um, do you feel about it? You're like, I <laughs> <Yeah>. can't. <laughs> no, it's been really good. It's been okay. super challenging. <clears throat> and I think it's because it's the first time I've ever done that again, where I've totally handed it off to someone else. Um, but it's nice. It frees up some brain space to where I don't have to think about it. I just show up and do what I'm told, which is super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, my body had no idea what was happening the first two weeks. I was super sore, sore. the first two weeks. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's been fun. And I love the community. And again, I won't dive too deep into this because I could talk forever about this, but I don't want to um, exhaust content for our conversation with, with Aaron. But I love it. The community is awesome. Good. Good. You joined a class. I did. I liked it. I like I like that CrossFit environment for sure. Um, I've been to a few other CrossFit uh, gyms in Albuquerque, and that one was a – it's pretty nice. It's mm-hmm. a pretty nice layout. Um, it, he's a new owner and everything too, so it kind of brings in a different energy. Um, but I, I enjoy CrossFit also. Yeah. It's fun, fun to mix stuff up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Talking about sore though. I mean, oh, my back was dying the next day. I mean, in a good way, not like out painful, but holy moly, I'm using muscles I haven't used in a while or differently. Have you ever had anybody ask you or tell you, I bet you never get sore now, huh? Yes, I do get asked that. Along those lines, I've also, so again, with my dance and figure skating background, <clears throat> I've been asked, um, so you probably don't have to stretch, right? Because you're like bendy already. Like, oh, yeah. Or, oh, so you don't have to warm up, right? Because you're like really stretchy. Like, no, I still got to <laughs> warm up. Everybody needs to warm up. <laughs> I 100% understand that. Yeah, everyone tells, not everyone, but I've had people say, you don't get sore anymore, do you? I'm like, that is the furthest from the truth you know <laughs> should get sore periodically yeah Whoo, sheesh yeah <laughs> i and i yeah i i definitely have to stretch a decent amount my low back always gets so freaking tight man yeah it's a constant thing and then it pops it feels really good when it pops but anyways <laughs> <laughs> um I would like to chat about some common myths or questions we get from folks we work with. Because if one person has a question, then probably multiple people have that same question. That's right. Um, And you actually already touched on it, the do not get sore anymore. Um, So that's a myth. myth. Everybody should get sore every now and then if they're 
training properly. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we do when we get sore? You move gently. Okay. <laughs> and then what would you tell people when they do get super sore the next day? What to eat? what to do for recovery purposes? That's a great question, Dasha. So I usually advise my folks to, one, keep moving gently. If it's a day that I'm seeing them, then we mostly will work on active recovery. Um, And sometimes I get the question where folks will tell me like, oh, I'm really sore today. I would rather hold off on our session. And that way we can make better use of it. But that's actually more reason to do a session to make sure that you recover appropriately and quickly. Um, and then being in the PT realm too, I'm often seeing folks because they're in pain. And so same thing with pain, if they have a flare up or if they've had a flare up and haven't been able to do their home exercises, um, sometimes I'll, I'll get that input from folks that, well, let's, let's reschedule my session tomorrow because I haven't had time to do my home exercises or this has been flared up to the point where I can't do the home exercises. But in those situations, it's actually more reason to do the session because it's going to help you get over that hump faster. Same thing with recovery, um, gentle movement. So working on dynamic stretching, Mm -hmm. dynamic stretching. I'm a big uh, proponent of versus static. Static is good, Mm -hmm. but you get faster results, more long-term results from dynamic stretching, meaning you're going through the motion, letting off, going through the motion, letting off versus a held aggressive stretch, especially. Um, so that's a common misconception. Um, and then hydration is super important, making sure that you're, you're hydrating, um, a little bit more than usual if you are extra sore and then sleep is probably number one. The best thing in the world. Yep. Your body needs to sleep to recover. I was, uh, listening to something and they were saying to chase recovery, just like you chase gains essentially. Oh yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so accurate. Like if you don't, and that's what I tell a lot of my people too. Like <clears throat> some people are there, you know, they tell me I want to get, you know, bulked up. Mm-hmm. I want to get strong and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, well, how much did you eat today? Oh, I just had a protein shake. I'm like, it's 6 PM and you just had a protein shake. I was like, this is what's happening is if you want to get stronger and you only have that, you're literally just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And that's the sad truth of it. I mean, even, you know, I have some online clients too, and it's the same thing. You know, this person doesn't eat the amount that they need to in order to not only keep themselves sustainable, but add on to what it feels like in your body as like an injury, right? Like Mm -hmm. your body is making the soreness and like all these torn muscles. Mm -hmm. It's going to feel like an injury. Mm -hmm. So you need more food. You need more protein. Like if you're sick, Yep. you know? Um, and so it's just, anyways, that's what I tell them. If you don't eat enough, you're wasting your time. And they debate, but I always win. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't doubt it. <laughs> I'm like, toe hold? What? <laughs> Say it again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Sleep, hydration, keep moving gently. Yep. That's what I say. Um, Epsom salt. I mean, baths are nice. Heat is really nice. I have a mm-hmm. heat pad that I use all the time. Um, hydration, like you're saying. Um, salt. Salt's always a good one to put in your food. Um, electrolytes as well. Electrolytes, yeah. It's always a good one. Um, obviously, don't drink a lot of electrolytes. Yeah. Do it in a reasonable amount. Um, yeah, stretching's nice. Mm-hmm. The dynamic, like you're saying, too. I've noticed that. I've noticed yeah. that a lot. It's very, 
it's very um, easy on the body mm-hmm. rather than feeling like you're ripping your muscle. In exactly. Half. And that's since we're already on the topic, that's another myth, too, is that a longer, more aggressive stretch is beneficial. Not the case. So it's basically the way the if you're a client, you've already heard this from me multiple times, probably. <clears throat> but um, I usually will describe the, this as um, or use the example of when you go to the doctor and they check your reflexes, they hit your, your bottom of your knee with a reflex hammer and then your leg jerks outward. The mechanism behind that is the same with doing aggressive stretching. So the hammer elicits basically a stretch into the tendon of your knee, your patellar tendon. Hmm. And then that is, so our body's natural response is to tighten to protect us, our muscles and tendons. And so that contraction of trying to protect us is what causes your foot to kick out and that's how i explain it to my clients is that if you're too aggressive with stretching granted that's an extreme example but it's the same idea if you're super aggressive with stretching it's our body's natural response to pull back and contract and do the opposite so myth debunked gentle stretching is more beneficial i like that a lot more and i can i can say that with the experience of yoga as Mm -hmm. well i mean i'm not well okay to each their own whatever say what you will (laughs) Um, I've taught yoga for a very long time and I have hundred percent noticed that not only have I taught it, but I've taken multiple classes in my lifetime. And, um, the one thing, the one reason that I had stopped doing it so religiously, um, and honestly, I don't really do it that much. I'm not going to lie. Um, is for the reason of the static stretching. Mm -hmm. It was so much all the time that you know, injuries were more, were more, what's the word? The Prevalent, common. There we <laughs> are. We're more, <laughs> it's more common than not. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think sure, like yoga can give you some strength and stuff like that. But in my opinion, yoga gave me a lot more, um, pain and yeah. injury. Yeah. Sadly to say, but it really did. Um, yeah. the, the static stretching, it was super aggressive. Like yeah. you aggressively go into these weird fucking poses <laughs> and like for like how long? And for then like you hurt yourself, minutes. you know, yeah. I'm like, you know, it's not really that worth it. So I always, when I do teach yoga, I definitely do more flow, more mm-hmm. dynamic, more ease into it and then let mm-hmm. go, ease into it and then let go. Like do that a few times. Like, let's just not stay here. I'm not going to stand on your spine when you're in a forward fold. Yeah, and that's totally counterintuitive to what I knew growing up in the dance realm because (laughs) that's just traditional. You hold your splits on the wall for, like, ever. You're told, literally as a kid, told when you're watching cartoons, sit in this position for the whole half hour of the cartoon. Yeah. Bad. Bad. (laughs) And you see a lot of, you know, you see a lot of dancers, too, with the – with the feet out, the external yeah. rotation, and obviously the inside of your legs. I don't know any of those muscles. I know there's a gracilis in there. Uh-huh. <clears throat> That's all I know. Yep. You got a gracilis. Nice. <laughs> um, but a lot of those muscles are super weak. Uh-huh. They're super weak, and they cause a lot of hip problems, yeah. I feel like, also, hip right? Are super common and bendy people. Yeah. So, anyways... <laughs> Dynamic stretching. Dynamic What's stretching. What's another That's debunker? Um, oh, I know. Um, you can't strength train, especially this comes from females often. I'm not stereotyping. That's just a fact. I hear it from my female clients more than anybody. You can't strength train because you'll get bulky. That is a lie. 
<laughs> the biggest lie. <laughs> I have. It's so funny, though. It's so true. I mean, even my family. There's some people in my family that are like, oh, you're looking really like <clears throat> only only men should be doing that way. I'm like, listen, <laughs> how many grocery bags can you pick up in one sitting, you know? Um, no, but that's 100%. Um, I feel like that's the biggest lie. Um that a lot of a lot of women think and it takes a very 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 long time to a do that long time as you know strict training strict diet it's hard to bulk up as a female like bulk bulk 100 percent. and if you do it naturally it's even harder mm-hmm. you know yep um, exactly it's you know i have i have some clients too and they, you know they get frustrated with themselves and they don't see certain things or see certain results or they're not where they want to be when they first started and all this stuff and i'm like listen I've been doing this for like 10 plus years, probably, you know, 10 years at least doing weight training, you know, and then I'm, I was like off and on and confused and all of that stuff, but it takes a while to it's a lifestyle. get you there a hundred percent. Um, but you know, so far, none of my girls that I train, <laughs> They're not looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger. They do not look like Arnold. So, nor do they eat all that much. So we're good. That is a myth for sure. What's another myth or question that you get? Um, let me think about this. Um, shoot. I've got another one along the same lines. Okay. I shouldn't strength train because I'll lose my flexibility. No, no, no. No, no, no. Time under tension, Mika. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You 100%. need to control that mobility. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that in in a lot of uh, a lot of people too. I can't I can't strength train because it'll just get me tight. And it's like no, mm-hmm. not at all. Um, there's been multiple studies that have shown that when you go down squats, yep. just say when you go down into that, and even if you just do like a two second pause. And then you go up, two-second pause, or whatever you want to do, um, holding that a little bit, or even just the motion of that time and time again, creates way more flexibility yep. and mobility, 100%. For sure. I've noticed that. I've noticed that a lot, actually. Um, so that that's also a myth, for sure. Myth debunked. So say, let's say you have a patient who is super, super tight, what do you do? We do both strength training and mobility work. Mobility meaning what looks like most people uh, looks like stretching, but just like we talked about dynamic stretching. I don't strictly work on mobility with those folks, which may again sound counterintuitive. However, what I like to do is implement strength training antagonistically so let's say adductors let's say thigh hip adductors are tight I have a couple folks who come to mind if you're listening you know who you are so let's (laughs) say adductors are tight um so then I'm going to of course work on adductor mobility um like happy baby progressions um and then also implement glute med hip abductor Mm -hmm. strengthening so that we're contracting antagonistic muscles, the muscles on the opposite side to lengthen the muscles that are affected mm-hmm. because it's, I know you know this, Dasha, but for our listeners, it's really hard to contract 
both of those muscle groups at the same time, our bodies basically can't. Mm -hmm. So if we can contract the opposing muscles, it's going to get the muscles that are tight to quiet, quiet more. Makes sense. Makes sense. So how do you think people get stiff? Largely lifestyle, but of course there are genetic predispositions. Um, some of us just are built a certain way. We have anatomical anomalies that would make us stiffer in certain directions or the opposite, extra bendy in other directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I would say by and far what I see from folks I work with just anecdotally, mm-hmm. it's usually more of a lifestyle component versus true anatomical issues or genetic issues i agree with that Um, like i've seen that before too honestly in progress and stuff um how long does it take tendons and ligaments to strengthen or to shorten rather than be elongated right can you do that Yes, I can go lots of different ways with this question. We could okay. talk for hours. Okay. I'll focus on two things. So you first asked, how long does it take for tendons to strengthen? Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a philosophical question, but long answer short, you basically can't truly change the structure of a tendon. However, you can change its function. So you can strengthen surrounding areas. So I like to use the analogy of a donut. So let's say you have, let's go back to patellar tendon. So your knee tendon over your kneecap. Mm -hmm. If you have patellar tendonitis, so it's just an irritated tendon, usually the part that is, for lack of a better word, compromised, let's call that like an island shape like a circular shape so that's the jelly part of the donut so that's the part that's affected then we have the surrounding tissue the healthy part of the donut like the actual donut outside of the jelly that part is healthy tissue so we can do a lot to help strengthen the healthy part and make up for the part that's affected so it's not so much that we can change the structure of the the tendon that's been affected but there's a lot we can do to make everything else healthy and strong Mm. and so functionally you can recover from whatever that issue is, let's say runner's knee. Mm. Um, but can we change the structure itself or make that individual part of the tendon stronger? Not so much, but you can recover from a tendon issue. Interesting. Yeah. Can you shorten a tendon or is that the same kind of scenario? It's the scenario? S- same scenario. You can shorten okay. a muscle for sure. Okay. Um, and that would make it feel like the tendon is shorter. Okay. Um, but for you can't really manipulate a tendon. Right. I see. I mean, with surgery, of course you right. could. What about um, ligaments, same thing? They're kind of the same, I feel like, right? No? Yeah, so, yes, they are very similar. So, folks who don't know, who are listening, the tendon connects the muscle to the bone. Yes. And ligament connects bone to bone. So, common example, we have ligaments and tendons everywhere. But let's say, I feel like ankle is probably an easier example. So, ankle bone. So, let's say outer pointy ankle bone. We have three main ligaments on the outside there. We often sprain them. If you are hiking, you twist your ankle, there's a good chance you twisted those ligaments. And so there's a lot you can do to help them heal, again, functionally, but it's not so much that, let's say, worst case scenario, let's say you tore a ligament on the outer side of the ankle. Mm. It's not so much that that ligament is magically going to reconnect, but you can still do a lot to strengthen and heal the surrounding structures. This is kind of going down the rabbit hole now, but we have muscles that overlap those three tendons. So there's a lot we can do to strengthen those muscles Mm. that reinforce the tendon. But can we regenerate that tendon that's been affected? No, but our bodies are pretty cool at healing, so we can still work on everything else. Interesting. Okay. I had somebody 
I read, I don't know if I read something, you know, there's just so much shit out there. You know what I mean? And so somebody was saying, I don't know that you could like, it takes like 10 years or something to like recover, um, or like strengthen a tendon or ligament. And I don't know. I was like, don't, aren't they just kind of there? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) What's another, um, how do you feel about cleanses? I don't like them <laughs> because, again, health is a lifestyle choice. I agree with a, that. A cleanse sounds so temporary, so transient. It does. And extreme. When I think cleanse, I think like a juice cleanse, like I'm not going to eat for 24, 48 hours. Oh, and that's eating. that's not good. I know. I know so me too. Right? It is depressing. Life's too short to not eat. I agree. I agree with that. I've honestly, I feel like I've been through a lot of different diets. I've done the whole vegan and then I've done raw vegan and then I've done cleanses and then i've done you know juice fasting and then i've done have you done just plain old fasting mm-hmm. yeah like intermittent fasting uh-huh. and then plain yeah and then i did the fuck paleo and then i did keto You've for done a little it all, bit Dasha. i know i was like i'm trying to figure all of this out <laughs> keep and i can just say you know all of it is just a calorie deficit yep. is what it comes down to um and it's not a very balanced calorie deficit. All of those diets are. And whenever you have a balanced thing, I feel like it's way more sustainable and long-term than anything else. And so, um, you know, whenever you take a carb out, like there's a reason that our bodies <laughs> consume protein, carbs, and fats. For sure. Um, and we need to listen to that. And I feel like a lot of the time too, we like to listen to external um, information and surely mm-hmm. yes, some external information. Perfect. But I feel like we rely on external information rather than relying on what our body is telling us internally, mm-hmm. what our soul is saying to us, what our intuition is saying to us, like whether it's good or not, even though you can see sometimes in evidence of like, maybe your hair is falling out like a lot with a diet and you're like, Oh no, but it's good for me. And you're like, we like to just we like to say that it, you know, it gets worse before it gets better a lot of the time too. And sometimes, I don't know, for me, I'm like, that's not accurate. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think something gets worse before it gets better. I think things just happen and you get better. Um, I don't know. That's just my, that's just my analogy of, of a lot of stuff is, is that anyways, I totally, tr- <laughs> I went everywhere just now, <laughs> circling back. um cleanses what do you think about cleanses oh yeah yeah they're not they're not the best i agree i think ultimately whatever you can make sustainable is key yes if it's vegan be a vegan yes if it's not being a vegan don't be a vegan you know you're an adult (laughs) do what you feel do what you feel is best for you and just make sure that it's a long-term sustainable thing. Exactly. And if it's not, Hey, you'll learn. Yep. You know, get shift gears, shift them. Tokyo drift it. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like a song. I mean, other than the actual Tokyo drift song. Oh, there is a Tokyo. Drift I know song. it's a drift, 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 right? 
Oh, I'm thinking of another one. Oh, I feel like I learned to dance to that in high school. Do you know who Glass Animal is? I do, yeah. They have a remix of something called Tokyo Drift. Really? Yeah, let's see. Tokyo. I love music. Me too. That's, I I think that was the biggest thing I missed during the thick of the pandemic was going to concerts, seeing live music. I mean, of course, obviously family and like social interactions and seeing humans, but out of like the non-essential just for funsies entertainment type of thing totally going to concerts have you been to meow wolf for a concert not for a concert i was so sad cold war kids they're one of my favorite bands (gasps) and i didn't know that they performed there this was a couple years ago now i didn't know that they performed there till after the fact i was so sad oh dang i've seen them live but it would have been cool to see them there at that venue are they really good at performing oh my gosh they're so good i bet I bet, yeah. Meow Wolf has some pretty good lineups sometimes. Yeah. I yeah. I think Coco Rosie performed there. Yeah. Coco you know Rosie. Coco Rosie? Mm-hmm. Did we just become best friends? Yes. yes. Yep. High five. <laughs> Coco Rosie, actually, shout out to my cousin. Um, her, she found out who Coco Rosie was, her and her boyfriend, it, like 10 plus years ago. And then. Yeah, they're kind of old. Yeah. And they're so weird. And they're so weird, and I love I it. Love it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And so I actually used to have the voicemail of like that werewolf intro. Really? Oh my god! <laughs> That's awesome. I'm such a weirdo, <laughs> dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, ten plus years ago, we started listening to all of them. Her and I love to like dive into different music and stuff. She's yeah. a music guru. Yeah, she really? loves music. Oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I saw that Coco Rosie was there, and would have been epic i guarantee it will come yeah. back for sure for sure but everything's slowly opening up now i know it's so nice seeing smiles <sighs> you know expression smiles really <laughs> tells you a lot about a person it really does you know? it makes my heart happy yeah same same a little bit of normalcy happening now so that's really good yes so um is there anything else that you would like to add wrapping up yes dasha yes ma'am Share a book you've been either reading or that you would like to share with our listeners mm. along the health and wellness realm. There's one that I really was interested in, or there's two, let's say two, okay. Uh, it's called The Female Brain and The Male Brain, and she's a neurologist, um, and she talks about the different stages of the female brain or the females in general, and then different stages in, in male Uh, male brains Uh, they're obviously two different books but they're really fascinating and um, if you don't know how one species works I would highly recommend (laughs) for people to listen to this because it actually gives you a different perspective on how different females work Uh Um, not all females want to be superstars and not all females want to wear pink and some you know like different things and it and it just talks about different cases and different studies and stuff and um, it's really interesting. It really is interesting. Um, and for the male brain as well, like the different stages in the male's lives. Um, it was interesting. There was one point where I think it, I think they're like 45 or 50. They hit that age and they get even more intimate. And it's how the, it's, I don't know how she explained it, but it's how their brain aged in that way to where, they just developed more intimacy 
within that age. It's really interesting. It's really it sounds interesting. really interesting. Yeah. Also, another cool case study was um, they put uh, males and females in a room, and they put music on. They put piano on. Okay, so they're listening to it, yada, yada, yada. And then they put on some white noise. So the females were able to listen to the piano music and the white noise. The males were only able to listen to one thing, and they were just listening to the white noise. It was really interesting. So it's like, you know, we're all meant to be here for a reason. There's supposed to be males. There's supposed to be females. And it's a beautiful balance of both because what they don't have, we have. What we don't have, they have. And it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a really good two books. I highly recommend it. Hmm. And for you. What about you? Are you you, uh, Um, reading anything? Well, you may be surprised to know this. It's not a Ryan Holiday book this time. Oh, get out. (laughs) (laughs) I really am currently reading a Ryan Holiday book, but I would recommend something else since I only talk about him. (laughs) Wouldn't be early on. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Um, So I read a book. When was this? I think it was 2020, actually. Um, The author's name is Jim Quick. Last name is spelled K-W-I-K, I think. Um, and the book is called Limitless. It's a really good book Hmm. and it's about, um, reading more effectively and efficiently so that your brain retains information better. Mm. And it deals a lot with like, it's, it's interesting that you just recommended a book involving her about brains. Um, but this also focuses on cognitive function and how we learn and how you can apply it's very like tactical information how you can apply that to absorb information better um it's really interesting Ooh, i like that a yeah lot. i'd be into reading yeah that. you can borrow it it's okay. at my house i might do audible because i have adhd no i don't <laughs> i really don't have adhd i feel like that's a thing now um what are three things on let me think about this what do you, what do you, uh, how do I say this? No. Fuck. <laughs> um, you know what? I just brain farted. I'm good. Three things. Okay. Three things. Um, what are three things that you re- recommend me or the listeners, mainly me, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, on like how to stay focused? Focused. Yeah. Um, well, I can only speak to what works for myself, and I guess, I mean, I can tie that together with just stuff I know. Um, to stay focused, what works really well for me is literally putting my phone away because it's the most distractive thing usually. Mm. Um, so it's not just that it has to be like face down, it can't be in my sight, and just knowing that it's away, like, oh, sometimes if I'm working on a project, I'll have to put it in another room. And just mentally knowing that it's somewhere else is really helpful to maintain focus. Um, Secondly, it depends on my mood and what I'm working on. Sometimes if I jam out to music, it's really helpful. If I have complete silence, it's really helpful. It really depends on the task that I'm doing. Okay. Um, And then thirdly, to stay focused if we're talking so that's very much like doing a project focused Mm -hmm. but if we're talking like general like staying focused on your health staying focused on routine um I would say exactly that routine setting routine I do really well with routines and I feel like most people on some level do well with structure Mm -hmm. um so I would say having a routine 
and writing it down. For me, if I write it down, I am almost guaranteed to do it mm-hmm. at some point. So writing it down, making it routine. What about you, Dasha? Like three, three things that help keep you focused. Um, I'm going to have to say with um, making a schedule for myself is something big. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Nec- I used to write things down, um, but now I just put it on my phone because my phone's freaking everywhere with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that a lot of the time, even if it's, you know, simple tasks as like admin work, you mm-hmm. know, I put all of that on my phone and make sure that when it rings mm-hmm. and it tells me it's time to do that, I do that. Um, so that's number one for sure. Staying focused. Um, the second one I'm going to have to say is usually in the mornings are more my, um, my jam when I'm able to focus a little bit more, I have noticed. And I think it's really big for us to understand when we are good at being focused for sure. Because I think there's a lot of times where we were myself, uh, where I force trying to get shit done Mm -hmm. in, in a certain time in the day. And I'm like, I can't, I like, I like I'm dumb, you know, I cannot retain any of this information. And I literally was doing this this morning and I was perfect, you know, like I'm able to read in the morning mm-hmm. and I'm able to be calm. And then once the day starts for me, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't know, I, I just can't stay focused in the afternoon time. So learning when your cues are to stay mm-hmm. focused is huge. Sure. Um, and the third one, I'm going to have to say music, man, like, you know, music has been such I mean it's everywhere for me I'm obsessed with music I love it I love listening to everything Um, but getting the different types of tunes different rhythms um, different sounds and basses actually really help me Mm -hmm. without any kind of words I just I like like depth of music um, and I can listen to that and stay focused on that forever Um, and also you know journaling writing down my my goals and stuff of what I want to have or what I'm trying to work towards is something huge I have that written mm-hmm. on my wall um, of a dry erase board of like the certain things that I want in my career and mm-hmm. how I want to you know go about doing them and you know it's in my kitchen and so at any time that I kind of walk back and forth from it because it's right there next to the fridge you gotta you know you wa- look at that a lot um, even if it's just one one line that I'm reading mm-hmm. It makes a difference. It really does make a difference. Um, you know, and that's, I'm going to say that's it at the moment. Yeah. I like it. I like it yeah. a lot. Yeah. Well, this was a really, I really I like know. this. Me too. This is fun. Yeah. Yeah. What's it called again? Um, Meeting of the Minds, I think. Meeting of the Minds. Said? That's Meeting right. Meeting of the Minds. Jedi Mind Tricks. Perfect. Thank you, Arlianne. Give me a Thank a you, handshake. Dasha Mays. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure. Yes, pleasure. Thank you. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you, everybody, for listening, right? Yes. Yes.